Yo, welcome to another edition of the Speaker Geeker Podcast. I'm your host, Steve O'Steve, and I got my two co-hosts with me, Tommy T and G. So, on today's episode, man, we got a fun one for y'all. Uh, we got a lot of news. We got a lot of new music that's been in our speakers. And most importantly, this episode is about we and Mary Jane, that marijuana, that what y'all used to call it, that um, that um, shoot, man, that grinchy, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that yeah. grinchy, that um, uh, high top fade, that um, <laughs> um, shoot, man, that hydro. That's what I was trying to get to. I used to call it that hydro, reefer. that reefer. Whether you smoke in a bone or you smoke it in uh papers. You know, today we are reviewing the BT special called Smoke, Marijuana, and Black America, uh, which was really good, by the way. So yeah. without further ado, before we get started, there's a little thing down there somewhere around here, probably over here. If you'll push it, it's called subscribe. It's not hard to do. You know, you just push it, you subscribe, and then you can know whenever we post something. You understand? Uh, also, you know, if you find us on Facebook, please follow us. You find us on Instagram, please follow us. And once again, subscribe, 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 subscribe. Hey, Steve, what you want them to do? Subscribe. (laughs) 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 Hey, fellas, how y'all been? Man, been cooling, man. Hey, man. Speaking of weed, somebody just came back from Colorado. (laughs) Yeah, man. Yeah. We just got back, uh, Yesterday. Yeah. yeah. We got back yesterday. Uh, we went down there because it was uh, Allison's birthday. It was mm. last week. Yeah. So we took a trip for her birthday. Um, I had planned a little trip. and said, all right, we're going to just go to Denver. Because uh, it was a, it wasn't very expensive on like Southwest. I had mm-hmm. just was looking at different places, possible yeah. destinations. So I said, that'd be nice. We get to see some snow-capped mountains and shit. Yeah. And, uh, we did. We did just that. And uh, we got to see more than what we thought we was going to see as far as, like, just the beauty of nature and everything. But, of course, while you're there, you must partake. You yeah, must. Got to. Got to. That's what I'm saying. Like, you can't go there and be like, yeah. Like, and, that, and that's even me. Like, I don't even like, I don't even smoke or partake for real. I used to do it a lot. Yeah. Um, but then I just, I had to give it up because it was just like, like I was telling Tommy before we started, it just... I can't focus. Like it's just too many things going on at the same time. I can't focus on just one thing. Um, I like the thing that I like about getting high is like as it's coming down. Like as I'm yeah. coming down, mm. I start to get more control, yeah. and I'm still having like the high of like being able to think clearly, but I have more control over like mm. what I want to do. But Absolutely. as I'm still getting high. It's not fun. Yeah. <laughs> it's not fun. I, I've referred to it as a mental prison. I've referred to it as hell because it's just yeah. it's not it's not a fun place at all. Like yeah. it, at all. And it, it, at this point, it's happened like four or five times. So I'm like, it's just a constant. It's gonna be yeah. that way. That's how yeah. it is for you. Yeah, but that's crazy. Hey, but it was fun though, man. We had a great time. We had a great fucking time. I enjoyed it. I got to stand on a frozen lake. That shit was cool. That's dope. <laughs> That's dope as hell. Frozen. I don't know why immediately I thought about frozen. As soon as you said that, I don't need that. <laughs> like, the swore she was out there. It was cold as hell, man. Oh man. 
<laughs> Yo, Tommy, what you got going on, man? Um, man, like I guess always. right up your alley. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like always, man. Just, just trying to improve, man. Like I have a million ideas in my head, and just trying to get them all on on wax or paper, um, mm-hmm. as people oh, okay. would say. Gotcha. You know, gotcha. you know. But yeah, so that's that's all for me, man. What about you, bro? Ah, man, my week was uh. Pretty busy. Uh, yeah. A little bit of work. Um, finishing up Christmas shopping. Uh, getting my concealed carry license. So, um, you know, went went and uh, went to DMV, paid my money. Got to go yeah. do my do my fingerprints and all that good stuff. Y'all have to take class up there. Yeah, we took the class. Oh, you yeah. did you? Do you have to take the class to get the license? Cause I know here you can just go pay, uh, pay your money and get the license. No, you gotta take class. Uh-uh. Yeah, you gotta take class. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you gotta take the class. I'm gonna go later and do the advanced uh, yeah. portion of it, but I just did the concealed carry uh, at the beginning. But I'm gonna do the advanced a little later so I can do the open carry and yeah. uh, you know do the lifetime. But uh, for now, you know, getting that in order and then you know finishing up Christmas shopping and, and plans and all that, and just you know enjoying doing some business. It was a little busy last week, a lot of meetings, but it, it wasn't that bad. We yeah. enjoyed it. Um. Yeah, that's pretty much it. That's pretty much it. That's, that's pretty much up, it. I don't man. have. No, nah, yeah, yeah. I don't have nothing extra. That's what's up. But uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm starting a new book today, as well, guys. Book plug this alert. One, this one between the world and me. Yeah. We started today. Hopefully, gotcha. I can finish it by the end of the year. That'll be book three that I finished. This year, if I can finish it, but uh, that's the goal. Applause for uh, non reading ass Tommy. Thank you, thank you. I appreciate it. I appreciate it, guys. (laughs) Absolutely, (laughs) absolutely. Yo, it was matter of fact that just now that that made me think of something that I did watch that was uh, end up being very interesting. And uh, oh, and I forgot to mention, man, we had a photo shoot. Uh, that's coming soon. We doing some. We got a marketing team that's doing some stuff for us. Um, but uh, man, I watched something. Um, I think last weekend because I put it in Slack. I think, uh, and I was surprised because it was staring me in the face, and I finally gave in and clicked on it, and it was the Takashi Six Nine uh, documentary. <laughs> um, <clears throat> look, check this out. It's a it's an unofficial documentary, so. It's not like he's in it, but he's not in it. Like they take sound bites and clips, but it's a guy pretty much going through the story. Yeah. And he actually, the funny thing is at the end, you figure out that Takashi's people actually refused to put him in it. Um, <clears throat> but it actually been, it was more interesting than I thought. A lot more insightful. You would have thought, you know, by the way, they put it on there. I thought it was an official documentary, but it's kind of, it's kind of unofficial. So you're getting it. You're not, it's not controlled. I kind of like unofficial documentaries better than, uh, you know, the regular documentaries. Yeah. Because you're getting it from people and they're not like, uh, what's the word? Controlled, I guess, yeah. into a narrative. They're uh-huh. really telling whatever it is. And like, I, I say go check it out. I'm like, I'm really surprised. It gave me some insight. Now I'm like, okay. <laughs> I see how he is. I see why he, I see what, what, why yeah. he acts the way he acts. Yeah, absolutely. So go check that out. Um, it's actually, yeah, actually a lot more interesting than than I thought it would be. So, yeah. I had to do that. I, I hadn't planned on watching it, but yeah. now that I get the, the Stevo stamp of approval, 
then I'm yeah. gonna have to go check that joint out. Look, I avoid that thing for weeks. Yeah. Remember we talked about it on the episode. It was like, do we care? And it's like, no. Nah. <laughs> None of us care. I was that in the slack. I, I don't know, but I know I was like, we I didn't care, care at all. Um, and then they were just sitting there staring at me. It was like probably like 12 in the morning. I was sipping a little bit and my wife fell just asleep. I'm going to watch and this I was like, You know what? I'm tired of staring at me. Let's see what this is about. Like, huh. there's nothing else going on. <laughs> Yeah. I'm finna push play. And oh, then when I did, man. I was like, oh, okay. So it's like an unofficial. So it isn't like him. Yeah, it's you know, someone else interviewing the people that was around him. And uh nah, man, I think, yeah, we, we yeah, yeah, I think check it out. This is way too funny. I probably won't look at it. I ain't gonna lie to you, but uh. Dang, yeah, I'm, just, I'm just tired of I'm just tired of him. Like this is the, <laughs> the thing. I'm just tired of him. Well, I mean, he ain't been around for a while. Yeah, I, was, I hadn't heard anything else about him. And, yeah. and when he popped up on that Hulu screen, I was like, the fuck this nigga come from? Like, I, th- I thought we was done. I thought we got rid of him. Pretty he, much. He popped back up like a fucking Man. whack-a-mole. But, uh, Not a whack-a-mole. Yeah, because that's what we've been doing. We've been whacking his Oh, yeah. That's, that really is what it is. That is a perfect explanation for how she had. He, 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 he did. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Uh, nah, I, I, if, if you have a chance and you have, I would say if you have absolutely, you know, absolutely you, you have a chance and you don't have nothing to do and it's just there, that check is. it out. It, it's, 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 and I wouldn't say to check it out if it was like him doing it. Yeah, but it's because it's an unofficial and he's not really in it. It's just folks talking about it, you know. Yeah, like it's so much more that I didn't know, like that he had done before we we figured out who he was. Yeah, so yeah. It, it's it's a lot in there. It's it's pretty interesting. So you have a chance. Visual <laughs> uh, research paper, right? Yeah, yeah pretty much. <laughs> gotcha. Pretty much. I might be yeah. able to look at that. Uh. Before I get into like the, the music for the week, I did want to mention like when I was on the flight, I got a chance to watch a movie that was pretty good that I recommend to y'all if y'all haven't seen it. Um, it's called Just Mercy. I don't know if y'all seen that movie. Yes, Just Mercy uh, with uh with Michael Jamie B. Jordan Fox and Jamie Foxx. Yeah. like that's a good movie. That is a a good. That movie. is an excellent, solid movie. choice. I that, did not expect it to be that good. But is that the one where? The lawyer. Oh, I watched that. Oh, you saw I think it? I did. That's mm-hmm. when uh, Michael B. Jordan's the lawyer and Jamie yeah. Foxx is the one that they're trying to get. I think I saw it. Yeah. I just can't remember it. Uh, no, I did see it. Yeah, it is really, really good. Yeah. I went ahead and watched it on the flight because Allison had told me about it because she watched it on the flight previously. Mm-hmm. Um, and she was like, yeah, that was good. So I went ahead and watched it. Man, it was it was sad as hell when the dude had got executed, though. Like, it was. The one guy had got executing that to shave off his eyebrows and he was yeah. self-conscious about how he looked with his eyebrows off and I'm like, great. Yeah. In the the overall scheme of everything going on, that's your worries right now. It's like how you look. It was it was sad, bro. It was super sad. And mm-hmm. it was crazy because it um, took place in Baldwin County, Alabama. And I used to live in fucking Baldwin County. Did you? Um, yeah, I lived there for three years. Um, <laughs> so it was like, damn, I didn't even know that history existed in that area. Um, it made me want to like reach out to people that I know from 
down there and be like, bro, why y'all ain't telling me about this shit? <laughs> Man, it's it's crazy. There's so much history out here that people don't speak about. Yeah. And the fact that you mentioned that, my homeboy, uh, John, we call him Merck, threw something in our little group chat about MTSU cross burners. And I never knew about it the whole time. Like, none of us knew about it the whole time that we was there, but it's a story about uh, two crosses being burnt on MCSU campus, which is, like, mind-boggling, but yet not surprised. Uh, yeah. But, yeah, it, it's crazy how much history is out there that people don't decide or they don't want to talk about or want to completely, like, not pay attention to. So mm-hmm. yeah. I'm with you on that, G. <laughs> yeah, I got some phone calls and shit to make. But uh, <laughs> anyway... Going into the next segment, man. Uh, definitely what's in your speakers. We're going to get into that. Um, I'm going to start this week again, um, just because I like to get mine out the way, because I don't be listening to all <laughs> um, <laughs> This week, I took it back, man. I went back to uh, Mace Harlem World, and uh, I was listening to that CD, and then I got to the track with A-Ball and MJG, the play away, mm-hmm. and that made me go back and listen to some A-Ball and MJG because I was like, nigga, why not? And so right. I went back and listened to uh, On Top of the World and then I took it from there and I um, got a chance to listen to um, hey, what did I listen to after that? Oh, shit. Uh, the It's a Walmart commercial right now out and it's uh, the song where it'd be like, you all I need to get by. Uh, and mm-hmm. the lady just be like, baby, baby, get by, or whatever. <laughs> and for whatever reason, that jingle always turns, in my head, turns into David Ruffin, uh, I'm leaving. Or uh, what is it? What's the, what's the damn song called? It's like, walk away from love. I'm going to walk away from love. Like, for whatever reason, those two songs need to be mixed in my yeah. head. And so I listen to Walk Away From Love uh, by David Ruffin. Um, Allison had played that John in the car. And, um, uh, then I went and listened to um, some Rich Boy. Rich uh, Boy I was on, yeah, bro, I was, I was on <laughs> Instagram and I seen, uh, I think it was Lupe had posted a, one of the songs from the album. And I was mm-hmm. I remembered one time when I had bust one of my damn tires and I was mad and I had to sit up in Firestone and just wait because I ain't had no fucking body to take me. <laughs> and so I just sat outside and listened to the Rich Boy album because I had never really listened to it. And I was like, damn, why I never listened to this album? It's not that bad. No, um, it's not. And so I, uh, I, I love Rich Boy. a couple songs from Rich Boy album and uh, a couple songs from that uh, Gutter Baby from Fujiano. Mm-hmm. And, um, this uh, older song, Close to You by Dreezy. And uh, T Pain, that job was bumping. That job bumping, bro. That job is bumping, bro. Allison was playing that joint, and uh, I just had to like stop what I was doing and be like, "Hold up, right, right." <laughs> I, well, I ain't know about this though, but uh, that was pretty much it, man. I think I did get a chance to listen to a little bit of St. John album, but that's pretty much it. I didn't get a chance to get into some of the other songs that I planned to listen to. Mm-hmm. So that was my uh, week in music. Since y'all already knew about the the trip, so yeah. uh, in a, in addition to the trip, I listened to those songs. Um, let's throw it over to Nashville, Cashville, <laughs> and see what's been going on in the world 
the speakers of Steve O. Steve. All right, man. Let's have some fun with this. Look here. My speaker's been very interesting. Uh, did listen to that track from Mace, actually, that you put in there. So yeah. that's what's up, man. I was like, ah, I forgot all about that record. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, definitely listen to that. Um, I gave the Juicy J a chance. Uh, <laughs> and it was cool. And, and then I turned it off after the first, like, yeah. three songs. I was like, right, all right. <laughs> I was like, all right, that's enough juicy. Um Yo, I got into my Usher bag. For some reason, I just wanted to listen to Usher. So I listened to Confessions. And then I listened to the album that he put out with Zay Tobin called A. Mm-hmm. Uh, man, Confessions is, is still just... It's still bumping, man. Yeah. Uh, there's an expanded edition. Um, I automatically skip, yeah. <laughs> that, that song got on my nerves, man. It was so much. Uh, but of course, Confessions uh, 1 and 2 and then, man, caught up and you know, burn. So, so yeah, man. Uh, so was in my usher bag. Uh, and then after I got up out my usher bag, man, I hopped on some key Glock, uh, the yellow tape, and a son of a gun, man. Yo, key Glock. Yo, key Glock might be. Yo, I like key Glock a lot. And it's crazy because he's one of these young artists that you don't hear much about. Like, as far as in the news, like, having beef uh-huh. or anything. Yeah. Like, I think he need to be commended for that. Unless he got some, like, crazy beef going on that we don't know nothing about. But mm-hmm. other than that, man, keep, like, getting to it and ain't getting in, like, no trouble. Uh, so, man, shout out to Key Glock, man. I love that Key Glock. Especially, uh, I think my favorite record from him out of those two albums would be uh, Word. Uh, is it Word on the Street? I think it's Word on the Street off his dough. Crap. It's the one with the hard beat, man, with the pianos in it. It's crazy. Mm. Um, shout out to my, Key Glock. Yeah, man. Shout out to Key Glock, man. Yeah. Uh, my partner, Fave, put me up. We, uh, me, Fave, and my homie, uh, DJ Press, who was on the DJ mm. episode, we went through this whole thing of, like, music, like, kind of outside of hip-hop that we're like. Uh, and my partner, Fave, put me up on some uh, John Coltrane. Yeah. Uh, the record he put me on was a Love Supreme Part 2. Yeah. I believe. Yeah. And yo, if y'all haven't checked that out, man, just go down through some John Coltrane, man. Just enjoy it. Some smooth just stuff uh, all the way through it. Um, and yeah, man, we went through a lot of that as well as some Dave Matthews Band and some uh, uh, shoot crap. I can't think of their names right now, and I hate that I can't think of their name right now. Uh, give me a sec. Dave Matthews Band, and I got to find it. Fleetwood Mac. Yeah, so Fleetwood okay. Mac. We talked about all that in our group chat. Uh, Dreams by Fleetwood Mac, man. I love that song. I really, really do. Um, but after that, getting back into that hip-hop world, we, uh, man... Um, I'm trying not to say the stuff that I listen that is in constant rotation, like Trap Boy Freddy and uh, that Jeezy album and that Two Chains album and uh, Ti's album. Uh, I'm just gonna mention them. I ain't gonna go into too much detail. But uh, man, I jumped on. Yo, little baby dropped two new records. Everybody and on me. Uh, at first, that on me. Shout out to my partner Joe. He 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 sent me on me. He was like, man, this is hard. And I was like, yeah. I was like, I had to run it back after the first 17 seconds. That one was banging. Mm-hmm. And then I listened to everybody, and everybody just began to get harder and harder and harder. So, man, I love both of them records. Check out the visual for uh, On Me. Yeah. Trust me. Check out the visual. Check out the visual. 
<laughs> um, after that, man, we got on some holiday music. Me, the wife, and the kids was putting up the uh, Christmas tree, and we played some. Uh, if you if you own um, Apple Music, check out uh, Soulful Christmas Mix, all the R and B for holidays. Soulful Christmas Mix, man, you're gonna go through. You're gonna get all your classics, man. Uh, your classic Christmas music started to feel really, really Christmassy. Uh, your R&B for the holidays is going to give you your R&B, a little newer record. So get on there, man. Holler at that. And uh, let me know how y'all like it. Uh, after that, man, I hopped on New Raheem. Uh, I knew better. Bumping. Bumping. Trust me. Bumping. And I, and then after that, I jumped on uh, a fan, one of our favorite guys right now. I still can't pronounce his name. And I need to figure out what it is, but I want to say blitz, blist. Still want to say blist. B l i x s t. Uh, he released a uh, deluxe version of I saw that. No Love Lost. So, yeah. yeah, I think he added four more songs. I gotta check it up. And and some of them were remixes with uh Got It All and Ty Dolla Sign on there. Um, right around with uh Bino, uh, Redos, Redos. Probably messing up his name and change, but man, uh, <laughs> but check that out when y'all have a chance. <laughs> uh, tell me how y'all like it, man. I, I he's I'm ready for him to drop something new, but man, I enjoy I it. it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and then man, I round out my week with some Pac, man. All eyes on me. Hey, ain't much else to say about that. Hey, mm-hmm. I love some Pac, so that's kind of how I round it out, man. 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 Yeah, you really did. You took Steve, us all man. Steve, come through with it every time. Every bro. week. Every time. That's why I ain't never following that man again. <laughs> every time I'm going first. Yes, I don't care about you having to follow that man. That ain't gonna be me. Oh, man. Oh, man. Shoot. Man. Let's uh, shoot from the Ville down south to the A. Further south. Uh, yeah, to the man. A. So my week, man, I ain't really listened to much new music, but uh of course I listened to uh Two Chains album, So Help Me God. Mm-hmm. Um bro, can't go for that, man. It's probably like my favorite on this album, bro. <laughs> Me walking around the house, right. I can't go for that. No, mm-hmm. no, no. no <laughs> Uh, what else? Uh, Jeezy, oh, the recession too. I I had that in rotation. Mm-hmm. Um, I stumbled upon, um, currency, Harry fraud, bonus footage. Nigga, I need to listen to that. It's like five mm-hmm. songs on it, and it's uh, it's bumping. It's it's straight. It's super straight. So I stumbled upon that. Um, what's his name? Um, hold on, hold on, hold on. Of course, I listen to Lil Baby, everybody, and On Me. Um, I listen to Lil Wayne, BB King freestyle um, with Drake. That was straight. Um, Wish Me Well 3, YFM, oh. Lucci. Uh, I thought I knew Steve had listened to it. Why in the world I didn't say it? I don't, I don't know, know why. I know you listened to it, but because you was like, hey, y'all need to go check this out. I was like, yeah, I need to check that one out. That jump bumping, bro. Yeah, like it puts you in a mindset of I'm yeah. sitting back, kicking it, <clears throat> chilling, and this thing just this this like from from front to end, man, it's bumping. Look, um, look, check it out. I look have never up. listened to a YFN Lucci nothing. I've been yeah. a fan of him for a minute uh, when he first dropped. Um, so I've been rocking with him. So when he dropped this, I was like, I was like, cool, let's rock with it. 
And to my surprise, I played it for like a whole day straight. <laughs> right, Man, I can't right. believe I didn't say nothing about I it. That's the crazy thing. I was thing. waiting on it. I had wrote it down and everything. <laughs> yeah, because I even said, I even told y'all to listen to it. Right, like, right. My bad, wife, and My bad. But hey, <laughs> Dope Game is my favorite song on there. Uh, that, uh, that, is that the one good. he was talking about his Ooh. uncle? With him, Jeezy, Gotti. Uh, yes, yeah, yeah. And Big Rakers talking on that thing. Ooh. Uh, hate's and real. Yeah, it's bumping too with Boosie. Oh yeah, that, that's hard. Like the whole thing is like crazy. My Definitely. only critique of it is it didn't flow right. Like I was like, wait, because something <laughs> came in where it was like, "Wish Me Well" three coming soon. I was like, why is that on there? Yeah, because uh, this is "Wish Me Well" three, and then yeah. <laughs> it was some like it was like part one, and then it was like part two. But like part one was like, like four four songs, yeah. <laughs> and then you went into part two, and you're like, wait, what's going on? So my only thing was the flow. But other than that, like when I say something solid, yeah, front back, bro. Um, yeah. Another thing about that one too, man, it made me realize how um, legendary bigger ranking is. Oh yes, <laughs> like I never thought about it, but like he's been in a lot of artist music you know what i'm saying yeah and uh he has a a, a recognizable brand a recognizable voice um mm-hmm. and he's on here a couple times as well um what else toby Nguay. i'm probably still saying his last name wrong I apologize for that. Just That's how he gonna correct you in the comments. Yeah, I know yeah. it. I know it. And I, I'm looking forward to that, man. Sound it out for I'm me. trying my best, man. Please forgive me. Man. But Toby, man, he he came out with a song with D Smoke. Um, and shout out to D Smoke for being nominated for a Grammy. Yo, look at I'm, I'm so glad you mentioned D Smoke because that was something else that I listened to. Like I've been listening to it nonstop. <laughs> the uh, Black Magic. Like, yeah. I'm sorry, but that's like my favorite song. When that song come on, mixed with the visual. Yeah, yeah. It's just powerful, bro. Yeah, but um, see, I had to whisper that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but he did, he did a song with with D Smoke, and it's uh it's called Headshots. Um, mm. the it's it's a nice song, man. I I like it. Um, the visual is is always on point with them, um, yeah. and everything. Um, uh, what else? Oh, I started listening to a little Christmas music, so I went to uh <laughs> East Atlanta Santa Three Gucci <laughs> Mane. Is like, <laughs> <laughs> bro, that's a, that's a like for me, that's a Christmas classic. Now, hey. <laughs> did you watch Power? Do you watch Power? No, Any of y'all watch, watch Power? Power. No. Yo, they put Gucci, they put uh, they put Gucci song in, in, in there. Um, yeah, I think it was the uh, I think it was that song, it's the last song. I think it was, <laughs> you know, yeah, bro. it was bumping too. I was surprised. Nah, he uh. Like Gucci, man, when he came out with that little album, bro, it's like I was like, "Yeah, this is this is definitely a, a Christmas <laughs> album, bro." <laughs> like it's not a traditional Christmas album, which you would think it is, but it's definitely Christmas music. Um, and that's pretty much, I want to say everything I've listened to this week. I feel like I'm missing something, but I had to, I'm gonna leave it at that, man. Oh, and Big Crit. I did go back and listen to Big Crit uh, again because I I was like, 
all of them. I just push oh. Big Crit and just play. <laughs> I had the Big Crit and Central's playing. Right. There you go. Let that bitch play. Yeah. That's the best way to go. Yeah. Ain't nothing wrong with that, man. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. So that's going to round out my week, man. That's oh, crazy, cool. man. That YF, uh, what is it, YFN uh, Lucci? Lucci, yeah. That was the first time I actually gave him a, a real, like, listen. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? Like, I've heard some of his other stuff, and I like it, but it wasn't anything that made me want to go back to it, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, hey, he held his own with, when yeah. he was on the song with Ross. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, absolutely. On this one, it's, it's, a great, it's a great mix, and it, and it puts you in the vibe. You know what I'm hey. saying? So... Did any of y'all do y'all uh I know on Apple Music we can do uh our twenty twenty uh yeah. songs. Well not songs but artists that we spent, yeah. you know, much time on listening. Did, did anybody do it? And yeah, uh, I did who was y'all Spotify. number one? Uh, I saw that. I think I saw that. Lil Baby was, was, was my Lil number Baby one. Lil Baby was your number one? Yeah. Who was yours, Greg? Probably me. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta go find it. Hey, for my I podcast was, uh, though. I would, like Speaker Geekers was my podcast number one. Yeah, I saw yeah. that. Yo, <laughs> shout outs to uh oh my goodness. I'm gonna miss out his name. Um hold on. Well, while I'm finding his name, uh we gotta shout him out. Cause he oh, had uh, us as his number one uh podcast. You're talking about uh, uh Marco. Marco. Yeah. yeah. Shout yeah, out to Marco, shout out to man. Marco. We, we was his number one podcast, man. That means a lot. I truly, yeah. truly, yeah. truly, truly, truly appreciate it, man. Um yeah. Yeah, man. I truly appreciate it. Uh, my number one person was Nipsey, which I guess that ain't no surprise. Sense. But that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> That's my dog, man. I miss That's him. what I expect right there. Right. That's my dog. <laughs> Dang. So. That, that definitely makes sense. I wish Title did that, man. Like they, I can't they remember how to get to this thing. What they do for us. They just I put us, they just link, put a I mix guess. together for us on Title. But I wish they had the stats of what you've been listening to What's your number one, two, and three, and all that stuff? So, um, yeah, it's a super cool feature. Yeah, yeah. I was like, I oh, for it. sure they have that. Cool, but no, they don't. Hang tight, your songs of the year are coming right up. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep. My number one song was one of my songs, actually. Yeah, yeah. that's the way it's supposed to be. I feel. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But besides my damn self, uh, it's a. Um, so Larry Jones song called Still Learning. I fuck with that. Oh. Um, let's see. Leanne Havis, Please Don't Make Me Cry. Mm-hmm. St. John, Cult Forever. Oh, that's all hard, bro. I got to get on that shit. <laughs> yeah. uh, fucking uh, All Work Currency featuring Young Dolph. Yeah, yeah. I got some good shit on here. We're yeah. running 21 Savage and Metro Boy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> running. Running. Have y'all listened to that album again? I haven't listened to it in a while. Yeah, I haven't yeah, listened listen to it in a minute. Yeah. Since I let that, that song play every couple drives. I already know it. <laughs> Man, I just like how that might come on and uh, pussy. <laughs> Man, 21 Savage. Everyone. 21. 21. <laughs> That's too funny, man. Oh. Well. Have you guys heard anything in the news this week? Man, it has been a lot of news. Uh, 
and I'm, I'm kind of going back in a couple different weeks, but uh, it's been a lot of news. Um, one thing, um, I don't know if y'all heard it, but uh, I actually saw this one on, um, <clears throat> sorry, guys, got to clear my throat, but uh, there's an article on BET right now about Lupe Fiasco. Uh, and basically what he pretty much said was that, you know, if you want to come see him a concert, you're going to have to take that COVID-19 vaccine. Because right now, and it sprung off of, uh, if people haven't heard, the UK is actually going to be probably the first place where they put the vaccine, where Pfizer gets their vaccine in use. Mm-hmm. Um, and off of that, Lupe said, that, hey, if you want to see him a concert, you need to take that vaccine. So that was an interesting one. And I, I don't know how to feel about it. I get it, though. I get it, but I don't. I don't know. I wouldn't go. You, you just want to go? You even force my hand to take no vaccine. <laughs> I've seen him take uh, it. <laughs> posting about it recently on Instagram about like mm-hmm. taking the vaccine, telling people to take the vaccine and stuff like that. But hell no. Nigga. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I, I, bro, I just think I about no uh, what is it? Tuskegee <laughs> and they did the syphilis uh, yeah. trial thing. I, I, that's what I think about. Yeah. So I still stand by once Fauci and Dr. You know, Dr. Fauci and my wife say it's good and we taking it. That's yeah. why I'm gonna take it. There you go. Then you're ready to go. I'm gonna follow the lead of black women. So right. as soon as black women be like, all right, go get their vaccine, they'll right. be like, all right, I got you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know what I'm gonna I don't know. Um I think my wife is kinda kind of in that boat where she's like, I don't know, you know, even yeah. though we've actually had it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm kind of like, uh, you know, but I'm reading into things and looking up stuff and, and just kind of be trying to be as knowledgeable as, as possible. Yeah. And they are like trying to like figure out, all right, you know, how are we going to get people to take it? Because it seems like a majority of people do not want to. Um, yeah. And then even um, President Bush said that he would take it. They could, uh, he would take it and you can actually uh, he would do it live on TV as well yeah. as I think Obama said he would as and, well as, and uh, Bill. as Bill Clinton. So look at these folks stepping up. Where the fuck Trump at? He ain't taking that you shit. You know what Trump at? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Trump over there still crying about all, his man. loss. Somebody <laughs> over there licking his wounds. He's still pissed. Holding, <laughs> holding the United States hostage and stuff. Like, man, yeah. we moved on, bro. Like, like, come on. Uh, uh, man, and some other news, man. Uh, Wiz Khalifa, man. Wiz Khalifa and, and, and Michael Strahan. Damn, that does say Michael Strahan. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't realize that's what it said. Uh, Wiz Khalifa and Michael Strahan was hit with a Khalifa Kush lawsuit. Uh, one of their partners is actually suing them uh, based off of pretty much say, um, and uh, let's see, per court documents obtained by the blast, uh, the director and managing agent for uh, Kuzi Consulting. Kuzi Consulting? One or two. Uh, Carlos Arias. Oh, I'm sorry. I probably butchered yeah, you, your name. My you bad. You sound bro. like you butchered his name. Aries. <laughs> yeah, my bad. I apologize. Um, <laughs> claims he was denied interest uh, from the company's proceeds, including a cannabis license deal valued no less than $20 million. Mm. It's unclear how much in damages Aries is seeking from the lawsuit, but he did claim that Strahan and Khalifa stole more than a hundred million in assets by not involving him in the Strand's business deals. So, yo, man, that that sucks. Yo, yeah, uh, I hope they can get that situated because I hate when 
folks get sued over something. I had no like idea that. that Wiz Khalifa and Michael Strahan was in business together. Bro, you know what's crazy? As be surprised. I, I, yeah, I know. And I like read this article and didn't really realize until I said it out loud that that was Michael Strahan. Yeah, it's like, like, wait, Michael Strahan, Michael Strahan. Like, so, uh, (laughs) but hey, man, you know, uh, we smokers unite. Yeah, you'd definitely be surprised (laughs) who uh, who's in business with each other. I know, right? There's a lot of money to be made. Mm -hmm. Telling you, and a lot of Uh, people are making it. Absolutely. Um, another uh, another article, man. Uh, shout out to the NBA right now, man. They are changing their weed testing policies. They're actually going to. Um, um, so w- let me see. M- uh, the NBA's drug policy is nearly mature. Upon testing the THC, a player considered positive is a symbol. Uh, let me see. That might not be what I'm saying. Uh, but let me see. They are. Uh, to continue policies of not testing players. So basically they're changing their policy, trying to be a little more lenient with that. And which in my opinion is probably a good thing uh, mm-hmm. when it's dealing with weed. So um, it all deals with suspensions. And this, I believe is the going to be a part of that 2021 season and going forward. Uh, and, and it's going to be interesting to see what happens if they're going to like completely stop testing them, at least for marijuana or not. So I'm, I think the NFL has something coming too yeah. that I think I came across. So um, in those predominantly African-American leagues, I think this is good because it, it, it appears that we are targeted the most when it comes to this, yeah, which yeah. is something that we'll get into a little later. But man, shout out to the NBA and hopefully the NFL uh, as far as the uh, the new policies regarding mm-hmm. marijuana. What yeah. y'all got? Y'all got some comments on it? Or um, y'all just like, it's all good? Nah, I'm all good with that one. Yes. Yeah. Uh, like you said, we'll get back to that in, in a little bit yeah. when we talk about the documentary. Absolutely. <laughs> they spoke uh, on the NFL a little bit. Yeah. yeah. With that one, so. Absolutely. Um, Man, last thing I got in the news, uh, Joe Biden, our president-elect, Joe Biden, is, uh, there's an article out there today where uh, the House of Representatives passes marijuana legalizing bill. Uh, this is going to be very interesting because uh, right now um, Biden is in favor of decriminalizing on a low-level position of a uh, uh, marijuana and not only that the house is working on something uh for that so let's see where that goes man that's 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 pretty big yeah, that's, that's pretty huge big. man that's yeah, pretty big that's huge yeah absolutely. that's why that's why it's important for georgians to vote yes, yes. Um, oh absolutely in this yes. next election man because it's stuff like that it's what's hanging in the balance you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. um like that's the like, just it's a lot, man. We'll talk about it in in the in later on in the episode, man. <laughs> All this <is> deferring, right? <laughs> I defer. I defer. Oh, um, I did have two things, man. Um, the first thing, Meek Mill. Um, <laughs> it was Meek Mill. I guess he saw some kids selling water in Atlanta. And he gave them twenty dollars with no water, selling water, and he gave them twenty dollars. And mm-hmm. what they were saying was for the kids to split the twenty dollars among them. Um, it was like I think they. I'm looking on Complex now. Mm-hmm. 
And it's May six to eight kids out here. You gave twenty dollars to for them to split, and people are like, "Why'd he give them twenty? You know what I'm saying? Like that's a bad thing. He didn't have to give them anything. No, <laughs> like no, that's no. The, that's the thing I'm looking at. He didn't have to give give them anything just because they didn't give him any water. Yeah, like he he wasn't asking for water. They just came up to his car. It was like, "Hey, you want to buy some water?" Ooh, ooh, ooh. And he was like, here's $20. I wonder. All right, I'm going to speak about it. I might go through the quick rant. It's going to be really quick, but we got to stop being entitled. You know, just because he got bread don't mean he give it all away. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think people got to stop being entitled, thinking, hey, you should have gave more, you should have gave less. Look, like like you just said, he didn't have to give them nothing. Um, And I kind of wonder what the story was behind that, because I mean, it sounds like don't nobody know how many kids were actually out there. Yeah. They say six to eight. I'm going to go with the lower number of six. So, you know, you tell it like, what was he supposed to give them? He supposed to give them all $100 a piece? Yeah, I guess so. Like, what, was they, like, <laughs> like, what were their ages? Like, what were they going to go do with this money? You know? Right. Uh, the fact that they was hustling the water, he probably paid them for, like, the rest of the water that they had. Mm. You know? Yeah. But then, but then actually take the water so they can make more money. So it really depends because, like, I mean, I look at it from, uh, uh, if I look at it from kind of like a, a, a hustler standpoint or even a, a parent standpoint, like, look, I know he gave them $20 a split, but why would I give them $20 a piece? That could pretty much become a crush because they may just go home instead of yeah. selling the rest of the water to make more money to learn, all right, you want more, let, make more. Let's let's work some more out. Cause he could have just gave them whatever it cost them to get their to get the water. If they yeah. all put together twenty dollars to get, you know, so now these cases of water, he gave them back what they initially put in so that they would get more profit. Like yeah. some people don't be paying attention to that. But uh-huh. yeah, that and and that's the thing, man. It's it's like people are on here like, oh, you give you give back to the hood, give back to the hood. You're always saying that. But then you get them twenty dollars. I'm like, he did like <laughs> You did them a favor. Yeah. <laughs> you know, if it's 50 cent, if it's a quarter, if it's 10 cent, he did them a favor. And by giving them $20, he didn't have to do that. The, the more thing, the more bothersome thing is the fact that somebody recorded. I think he recorded him doing that. Like, I hate that. Right. Like, if you're going to do something, don't do it for sure. Just do it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's, 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 it's for me, it's more received. If I do it now, if I see a homeless guy on the street and I give him my coat, mm. I didn't do justice by oh, let me film it getting giving him my coat. Mm-hmm. No, I did it because it was that's something I would do, that was on my heart at that moment, and I needed to do that. Now, I can yeah. understand if I have somebody filming me before I do that, and I and I see him and I do it. And this could have been the case. Could have been, but he was driving <laughs> though. Well, a lot of people feel like driving in your It's illegal. In <laughs> that don't mean you don't do it. It's illegal. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. It's illegal to do that in Georgia. But we can know, get on. Hey, we can get on Facebook right now. Somebody driving and recording. But still, <laughs> you know, I, I just feel like you know, it's it's, it's See, man, just do stuff out of body and your heart. Don't live, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Well, they be having the thing in the in the dash cam and stuff like that, man. So, um, but that was the that was the thing about that, which I don't get what people are upset about and what what people are like saying because he did them a favor, so he didn't have to give them anything. Is yeah. my whole point. So and maybe that was all the twenty dollars he had on him. Right. <laughs> <laughs> He's right here, bro. That's all I got. Right. And I haven't seen the footage, but what if he gave them more? You just didn't see it in the footage. Now nah, he gave them twenty. He said he twenty. Yeah. <laughs> I ain't seen the whole. I ain't seen the footage. So nah, he was like, they appreciated it. Um, I'm just reading a, t- uh, a tweet from him. He yeah, was okay. like, they appreciated. They just hustling kids because the kids mm-hmm. were like, I guess I ain't watched the video, but the kids, I, I'm assuming, were like, oh, you just gave us twenty dollars, and he's sitting in this luxury car and blah, it is. But um, hey, it is what it is on that. I don't even care twenty dollars on me. Man, you got nothing from Greg. <laughs> I would just kept rolling, man, because I, I, I wouldn't have wanted water. water. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> oh, that's too funny, man. Um, my other news is Tiana Taylor is retiring. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. from from the industry, which I hate to see her go, but I do feel like she was snubbed. In this, because uh, the thing I think the thing was was because she didn't get a nominated for a Grammy, um, and it was like all dudes in the category she would have been nominated for, and stuff like that. Um, I hate to see that, bro, because I was a big advocate for this last album that yeah. I felt like would be album of the year. Boy, was I wrong. <laughs> no, I, I'm not gonna say it was wrong because the the running joke is that the Grammys always get it wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they really do. They always do. Uh, I don't know why. <laughs> I, I have not a clue. Um, but I don't think you're wrong because even the fans show so much appreciation after she's you know, uh, it was either before she said it or what, but. You know, the people show so much appreciation. And I think that's where me personally, we got to stop letting these war shows define us, man. I, I to, you know, the appreciate, you know, get the appreciation. I know, you you know, we want the award, but at the end of the day, man. I don't, okay. think, it's a, I don't think it's a, a I, don't, I don't know. I don't remember who I was talking to about it. But I don't think it's a defining moment. It's like, oh, you ran a Grammy. I feel like the Grammys don't mean as much as it did back then, you know, back in the day. Um, I think a lot more politics have to do with it today, but um, you do want something more than just um, a paycheck from, from, from your music. You want some type of recognition. Um, And she felt like, and I felt like this album that she made was artistically amazing. You know, yeah. like this album should have won more than just nothing, more than just not being nominated, more than, you know what I'm saying? But like, I, I doubt that it didn't win anything. I'm sure she got something. Well, I honestly don't know. I don't know if she got anything for this album, but obviously she didn't get what she wanted from this album. And, yeah. uh, you know, I hate to see her leaving the way she she is and, and stuff like that. Um because she's an artist. That's an art that we're, we're going to miss out on because 
like this album, her her uh dance, her like being um artistically is is amazing for the world, man. And so I mean she's so talented. She, you know, she's just gonna find another lane to of do course, what man. she wants. But of I, I, I truly think that I, I'm in agreement. Charlemagne said something so important, and I agree with him. Uh, if y'all know who Charlemagne is, Breakfast Club, uh, Brilliant Idiots, uh, all the stuff that he's he's done, he's he's incredible. But he's been incredible. But I agree with him, man. Go where you appreciate it. Like, why yeah. is the Grammys the end of sure. y'all? Why does the Grammys even make you feel this way? Uh, yeah. Yes, it sucks if you don't get nominated for it, and and they made it seem like it's the highest stage. But man, if that, <laughs> you know, uh, <laughs> right, right. Uh, you know, yeah, I, I feel like it's easier said than done, though. Um, yeah, like it's like I'm I'm looking at her nominations and awards just via Wikipedia, and mm-hmm. this lady has been out for a lot of years, and she mm-hmm. has one, two, three, four five, six, seven nominations in all. And she's won three. And two of those came this year from the BET Awards and the BET Hip Hop Awards, both of them for Video Director of the Year. Um, yeah. The other one was Best Choreography. Um, it says MTV Video Music Awards. Um, but as far as like music itself, she has not won anything for her music. She mm-hmm nothing and like I have sat here for the last few months um, every week and listened to Tommy tell me how great this album is right so, like, <laughs> it has a lasting impact and if if it if it struck a nerve with him in that way I can imagine what kind of a nerve it struck with her personally right for her to feel like oh, yeah. put it out there like that and to think man this is the one this is the jump right here like if niggas don't appreciate this I don't know what the hell they want. Right. And I feel like that's probably where she had gotten to as far as like her process mentally. Mm-hmm. And and to put that out and to still not, not get enough. the recognition, that shit had to be so crushing. Right. To be right. like, nigga, I put it all on the line. Right. I mm-hmm. did my absolute best work and nobody nothing made a damn. Nothing. <laughs> Absolutely nothing. Like nothing. <laughs> Not at all. No, nah, I'm done with this. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I, that's I, I, and like I agree. Uh I mean shoot, we did a whole album review of it talking about how, of it. how right. great it was and how it would yeah. be this amazing album. Uh I just think that I get it. It it, it definitely is. I know it's so crushing. My thing is I don't we gotta change our mentality because like the gratitude when you put it out, yes, you want awards, but the gratitude really comes from your fans, you know, from, uh, yeah. you know, like all of us, like we just, we did a whole episode on just that album, how we enjoyed it from front to back. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't want her to quit music because a war show decided that she wasn't good enough. Forget that, man. Like, you know, and maybe it's selfish on my part because I want to continue to hear and see Tiana Taylor, which I know she's incredibly talented. She's going to find a way back in the scene anyway, even if she's just directing stuff. But it's like, yo, your stuff was crazy, incredibly great. And even like the fans put together something so crazy for her. And she even like, thank you. This is great. But I'm retiring because of whatever. 
you just kind of like you're like damn bro like like <laughs> like the people who you put it out for received it yeah. you know um, I can see that too yeah. I, yeah. I'll make her award <laughs> Let's make a speaker geek award nigga. Yes, nigga. We should start doing that. We should start speaker giving out those speaker geek awards. Yeah, I just, I just need an address. I'll mail it. Man, we can do it. <laughs> we can. Do we it. can. We can. Let's at your boys. Let's do it. <laughs> like for real. Yeah. Send you a fucking award. Right. Absolutely. Because that thing was fire, bro. Period, bro. It's still album of the year to me, man. Me too. <laughs> album me too. of the year. No, uh, somebody. Two things. Um, the Grammys, in my eyes, is is huge. I'm a I'm a big person with like being celebrated for what you're doing. You know, um, it's kind of like how the historic, how the Apollo has history behind it of all these greats. I sharing I'm sharing this stage with that these greats have been on. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That's the way I look at the Grammys for like artists because. Just like when we win what they what they call Grammys, like for when we win a Grammy, like the the one thing that's gonna go through my mind is Michael Jackson was on this stage, Jay Z was on this stage. You know, they were here. They have one of these. Outcast has one of these. You know what I'm saying? And it, nah. it puts me in that mindset. So that's nah, one even- thing. That's one thing. The other thing is, damn, I don't forgot what the other thing was. What are you talking about? <laughs> Grammys, man. What happened? <laughs> why you re- now you figure it out what that second thing was? I'm gonna play devil's advocate because Jay actually boycotted the Grammys. But does he not you have them? Uh, he got them, but right, if, you, exactly. if you look around a lot of hip hop, like Wayne uses it as an ashtray and drinks yeah. out of it. So for me, like like long as everybody appreciate what I got going on, man, bump a hunk of metal. <laughs> I'm winning. Like oh. I'm running. Like I, you know, like I don't want to. Like, hey, you can continue I mean, it, say what you want, but look here. You I know? mean, for me, it's it's not gonna stop me from like working as hard as possible, doing mm-hmm. the thing that I love to do. But then the other thing was, if you look at it from this standpoint, for her, let's say you work at a job. How long has she been in the industry? Like 10, 12 years now. You work mm-hmm. at a job, and and you're doing your best work, but you're never getting recognized for it. You're not going to stay at that company. Hell you're not no. getting promotions. You're not getting recognized. You're not getting anything extra. You're not going to stay at that company, man. You, you're you leaving as yeah, soon as you in, can. In that situation, the, the fan appreciation amounts to like your, your, your coworkers telling you that they've seen you do a right. good job. It's like, thank you, bro. Right. But, I appreciate that. I really time, do. <laughs> nigga. <laughs> they got to do something else for me, right? Yeah. Like at, at one point in time, it meant to, it meant something. You can say um, Grammy nominated or Grammy award winner or um, what's the other what's the other awards uh, for music? Um, I don't think the other ones are as big, but like yeah. American Music Awards, right? Right. You can uh, say all that stuff associated with your name mm-hmm. uh, and stuff like that, and that carries weight. That carries a price tag on it too. <laughs> I don't know if it does anymore. That's and that's the thing. It's like it 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 does and it don't to me. Um, maybe as not far to as like bookings go. Yeah, I don't see how it wouldn't because like it's still a a fucking exclusive club. Right. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it's, enough niggas with them to be like, yeah. nah, we not gonna pay you for that. Yeah, nah, <laughs> it's, you just, 
it's an exclusive club to the industry. Uh, as like the industry appreciates it, appreciates it more than the fans. Like yeah. you know, if, if if you're on the street and you bring up Eminem, like how dope he was and how great he is down in the south. I literally did this in a barbershop one time, by the way. And I had a young a young partner. He was like, Eminem. Man, bump Eminem, man. <laughs> I'm listening to Gucci. And he was just like, wait, what? And like, <laughs> Gucci don't have, I, to my recollection, Gucci ain't got none of that. None of those accolades that not even on the same playing field as him. So like, I don't think it means like, but in the industry, like, because I worked in the industry for like 10 years, you know, I see where like in the industry, like we were saying when we would win awards at BMI, I used to work at BMI. When we win awards, you would get those emails like, hey, we took nine, you know, 60, 70 percent of the Grammys are, you know, our artists won, blah, blah, blah. And it's yeah. a great thing. We're like, yeah, we the best, blah, blah, blah. But to the street, it's like, nah, like they cool, but we listen to this over here. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's people who haven't even great, like Ross. Ross doesn't even have one, but yeah, he's like, you know, when it comes to that rap stuff, he he's the man. Period. Right. Like, yeah. just crazy. So I don't like as far as like I guess getting things inside of the industry. I agree. It's it's, it's a big platform to probably get to wherever inside of the industry, but yeah. outside of the industry, I don't think people care like that yeah. anymore. Yeah, I can see that. Mm. Yeah, because well, if I'm a, if I'm trying to book you for. Greg's party. <laughs> I'm not paying you more because you got a Grammy, my nigga. Like, I don't care because Greg budget ain't that big anyway. Right. So I'm like, nigga, you gonna take this money or no? Right. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and like, but you most think of the time, was on a big event, you know, you have this Grammy nominated or Grammy award winning um, artist here, you can charge more for that event. Because yeah. of that artist, but that's like because it's like corporate money and shit. Like right. yeah, if it's yeah. if it's the event, I guess I look at fucking FedEx. <laughs> if FedEx is throwing some kind of banquet and they want to book Tiana Taylor, then, right? Then yeah, she can hit them with that Grammy nominated bullshit, but she can't hit Greg with that shit ever. Like I'm no, always man. gonna be like, nigga, the price. Is the price. <laughs> like, that's it. <laughs> but we'll we'll use this in the intro, but. Hey, <laughs> we, <Man>. we, <laughs> we down here in this, you know. Hey, hey, yeah. we, we going to Club Prima, uh, whatever it's gonna be called. <laughs> Club Onyx Thursday night. We got Tim Taylor in the building. God damn it, let's right. go. That's Security funny, strictly man. enforced. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> we gonna make sure you get out in and out safe. Hey, you know, That's you got an hour set. You can do thirty minutes if you want to. 18 to get in, 21 to fall down. <laughs> Man, nah, but um, I think we we're gonna miss out on a gym. Hopefully she she pulls one of those Jay-Z retirements and retire today and then come out next year with a new album. And uh, you know, hopefully she gets what she wants. So it's basically her her way of saying she's unhappy with the situation that she's in, so she's done. So I get yeah. it from her standpoint. She got to do what's best for her and her family, her yeah. men, uh, her mental state and everything like that. So um, shout out yeah, to man. Tiana Taylor. We um, love you. Yeah, we definitely we do. We're going to sing you a speaker gig as a war. 
Definitely. Yeah, yeah definitely I just got, we just gotta figure out how to get one made. Yeah, that's some, that's somewhere the easy around. Part. We just got to design it. So you that's know. true. So what what would be on this bigger gig? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Let's <laughs> figure that out. We got to figure that one out, man. But shout out to Tiana Taylor, man. And she'll probably invoke some change. Yeah, like, for I, sure, I think man. So. I said I said we uh we need to apply to be become people to vote for uh for the Grammys and stuff too. So absolutely, yeah. Uh, we gonna look, we gonna have research and development look into that. For I think I sent it in the Slack. You did, yeah, but yeah, I didn't yeah. read it. Shout out to Tyke. I know Tyke fuck with it. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah, actually he on that for a minute. Yeah, yeah. So, um, Greg, you got any news? No, nah, man. We can jump on and get and into back. it. Yeah. Um. Okay. So, as we, as everybody knows, the House has passed. Um, like Steve mentioned earlier, the House passed a bill that federally legalizes marijuana. I'm paraphrasing that. Um, it decriminalizes marijuana for par- for federal purposes. And can't talk today. Um, so in, in because of that, we wanted to check out this um, documentary that BET um, put on that Nas actually produced mm-hmm. called Smoke Marijuana and Black America. Um, awesome, awesome, awesome documentary. Definitely want to smoke afterwards through, uh, throughout and before um, I started <laughs> watching it. <laughs> I ain't gonna lie. I immediately wanted to invest. I was like, man. Right, right, right. It puts you in that mode. Let's get a dispensary. <laughs> right. I, I immediately was like, how do I get involved? I'd have a way of doing it, but, um, you know, working on that. But the one thing that I want to start with, what was y'all thoughts on the documentary itself, how it was put together and, uh, the information that was given out, how, um, how do you feel about it? Um, trying to see how I wanted to say it. Cause like, I liked the documentary. I really did. Yeah. Um, I wish I could have watched it without commercials. Or like I, I just hate that. I just watched it now. on YouTube. See, there yeah, we I did too. A lot of people, <laughs> no commercials. Sit on the fucking BET app, trying to, yeah. <laughs> and and they had commercials, so it was broken up into pieces and stuff. And so, like, I hate the whole yeah. format of. I know this is for TV, so we have to build in places where we can cut for yeah. commercials and shit. Like that shit just detracts from a linear format for me. Yeah. But um other than that, like I didn't have too many gripes. Um I like how they broke it up into sections or like they talked about it in um in conjunction with athletics. They talked yeah. about it as far as like the war on drugs. They talked about like its influence on popular culture. Mm-hmm. Like I liked I liked how they broke that up. And how and some of the people that they had on there. Like they had some pretty uh decent people on there to kind of talk about it and give some credibility to the sections that they spoke about. Yeah. I I thought it was great. Actually, there was no bad acting this time. It was just (laughs) (laughs) straight through. Uh, A couple people popped in there that I didn't expect, which was like Freeway Rick and Ross popping in there. Mm -hmm. Uh, Him and his son, Biggie's son. Mm -hmm. I didn't expect that. Uh, I expected to see 
uh, be real because he's been in it, you know, for a long, for a long time, man. They was revolutionaries in there. Uh, I can't believe they found Ricky Williams. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, man, he looks different, by the way. Um, but then also seeing Kamala Harris, seeing a lot of people in there talk about, uh, like G said, man, the the whole, the war on drugs stuff. Um, also how NFL and NBA seems to be more targeted than MLB and NHL. And just kind of, uh, even Ricky, Ricky Williams spoke about it. He was like, I never saw it that way. I never thought to see it that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cause of course he was playing, mm-hmm. but I never thought about it that way either that, you know, of course MLB is more of a white, uh, uh, white, white male sport. Um, yeah. you know, it ain't that many black folks. So it's, they don't even test for it. Whereas NBA and NFL is like targeted and which NFL and NBA is a African-American dominated sport. So mm-hmm. that was very interesting. I really loved the way it was put together. It looked great. Looked like a real documentary feel. And I, I like these shorter documentaries. I think yeah. they, I'm sure they can go longer, but it seemed to, I seem to get the message. Like it's straight to the point. Uh, I didn't know Nas smoked like that. That was surprising. Yeah. That was surprising. Nah, I, I enjoyed it. Either. Yeah, it flowed well too. Oh, you for sure. From the music to sports to uh, politics. So yeah. I enjoyed it. Um, less than 1% owners in cannabis is in the cannabis industry today are black and Latino. Um, Mm -hmm. But the statistic that they kept bringing up was around 85% of the people that are jailed um, are black and, um, you know, for marijuana, you know what I'm saying? They jail for marijuana are black. That uh-huh. type of discrepancy is detrimental to the community, basically, for, for the lack of better words. So for that to be a statistic today in that in that uh in the industry, what are some things that in this in this documentary made you guys think of like for a change. For example, they used uh I don't remember his name, but he got life for uh marijuana. Uh, I hate that I can't remember his name. I thought I wrote it down. Um Yeah, I can't remember his name. Something started with a C. Yeah. yeah. But they, he basically got life for um selling weed, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's like how you how this young man gets life for selling weed and then now weed is legal in the Uh state I believe that he was selling it in so weed is legal why isn't he like why can't we relook at his case because he got life for weed and it's legal now That, that, that just doesn't communicate and it leads to a bigger issue as far as the community itself like the, uh-huh. the issue of how tougher the laws were for black people. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. they, I think they had a statistic like 81% of owners in the weed industry are white, where it's so difficult for people to of color to actually become owners, get their license and pay for it and all this and all that. Yeah. Um, like this documentary really opened eyes 
for me on the things that needs to be done and, and on the things that I personally should be involved in. Mm. Not not just like not just on a weed level, but just things that I should definitely pay attention to when it comes to my community, because we have this podcast and it affects 90 percent of our community. 90 percent of our community would look at our podcast, you know what I'm saying? But would listen to our podcast because of the content that we're talking about. You know, um, this being put on by Nas made it relevant to our podcast because just about all the music you listen to, somebody's talking about weed. One of y'all favorite rappers, Currency. <laughs> Come on, man. Majority of his music is about weed and cars. You know, mm-hmm. um, one of the greatest uh, rap albums ever to be released, The Chronic. Weed. You know what I'm saying? So it has a, such a rich history within our community. Um what are your all thoughts on the ownership aspect in the industry and the lack thereof? Steve, you want to go ahead? Yeah, yeah. I, I said um, all that to say that. <laughs> <laughs> For me, it is 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 um okay, there's two. I'm gonna go like two different ways. Well, I got two points with it basically. Yeah. Uh, there was a couple in the documentary who owned the uh who owned their dispensary and everything? In they were in, yeah, in Colorado. Did y'all yeah. did y'all go to it? Was that the no, one y'all we went to? to that one. No, no. Oh, I no. didn't even know that one existed at that time. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, so they actually went through how they had all their paperwork and stuff in order, and they actually broke it down to like, all right, this is how you got to operate as being, you know, say African American in America when you have a business like this, or just if you're doing business period, you need all your T's uh, crossed and all your I's dotted, all your D's, uh, you know, properly, you know, everything needs to be on point because they actually raided their shop just trying to find something and (laughs) said that it was gang, you know, gang related stuff going on, which is, you know, saying BS. So, you know, for people who want to own, don't have step. Mm Mm-hmm. And I said, yeah, they going to try to do something. And and so when I say, I say that to say this for some of those who, for some of the individuals who are selling weed and you not having all your paperwork in order, man, get your stuff right. Get your stuff Mm -hmm. right. Cause if if you don't have your, it's like running a business and you don't have your permits, they're Mm going to shut you down, you know? I don't want you to go to jail and I hate that it's mostly us who go. Mm-hmm. But if you don't have your stuff together, you know, you're giving them the reason to pretty much do whatever they want. Uh, and it sucks because I'm sure there's other businesses, like we said, is, is what, like 80, like I think 85% is yeah. white who's getting rich off of the business. They yeah. actually brought up, who's the reporter? I can't remember his name. Uh, that they talked about who at one point was completely against we. Um, John Boehner. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Was, uh, Speaker of the House. Speaker yeah. of the yes. House. Yeah. Yes. And he decided, and then, you know, he, cha- he said that he changed his stance, but then when they asked him about uh, decriminalization of it, uh-huh. he then gave some BS that I didn't notice that, you know, that that was happening. Right. How could you not? <laughs> How could you not? The, the statistics are there, but that tells you there that, hey, when it comes with to money, 
then that's when they're going to accept it and do what they want to do with it. Uh So when I, I say all that to say this, you become their competition. Mm -hmm. So, you know, yes, we've gotten, you know, most of our people have gotten black and brown, uh, African-American and Latino have been locked up for this and are doing crazy amount of times for a little bit of, you know, $20 worth of, of marijuana. Whereas, you know, but you become their competition. And if you are not doing it the right way and you have all your stuff in order, be very careful because it's a chance that they'll take any chance to, to take you off the map. And then they'll put, you know, they'll put the other business right there in front of you. So, mm-hmm. you know, I want more ownership. Like I said, when after looking at it, I was like, yeah, I think I want to get into this. Um, but I know if I'm going to get into it, I'm going to come correct to the point where, hey, you step up in my establishment. All uh, my papers are right here. You're going to have to walk your little ugly tail back up out of there. Uh, just don't have step. I need our community go all the way if you're going to do it. Period. Mm-hmm. Don't open up your doors and you ain't got your permit yet. I don't care if it's coming tomorrow. Oh, yeah. I don't care if they tell you you could like it'll be here tomorrow. You'll be fine. No, get your stuff in order. Cause just like we've seen in the documentary, they had their stuff in order and they still rated their place. Right. For what? You know? Uh, and there was even a gentleman who got locked up for his business. And he came back a little, you know, he got out a little later and went right back into it. But still like we're targeted. We have real bullseyes on our back. Please uh-huh. do it. Correctly, you know, do it as, as by the book as possible. And that, that speaks to um, Corvain Cooper was the father that was sentenced to life yes. yeah. for selling marijuana. I knew it was something with a V, but I yeah. couldn't think of it. I thought it was, yeah, it was the last was name. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I don't remember it. It was a different kind of name. <laughs> I tried but, to look it up a second. Yeah, but yeah. the the thing, it, it goes to a deeper thing when it, when it, when we talk about systematic racism as well. Mm-hmm. It's like, man, you have this this system that's set up for minorities to fail. Yes, but for the majority, yes, to succeed, and then it's 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 uh you take the John uh, Bonner, I think Boehner. that's how you say Boehner, uh-huh. um, approach to it. It's it's bad, it's bad, it's bad. But until it benefits me, uh-huh. you know, that's when that's when oh I had a change. Uh-huh. But if yeah, you, you like this, we're talking about this, right? Nigga shit at first, and then. Once it became something that he could actually regulate and yeah. profit that he from, can profit from, it changes. Yeah, like the bitch. Right, like how? That's <laughs> like no, you don't do that. And then, like you sitting up here, you saying, "Oh, my eyes have changed," but you don't do anything <laughs> to correct the issue from from the whole the the system. Yeah. Not only you know that, he played like it, it like, like it had like no he, recollection of right, it. Like, like he didn't know it happened. Yeah. So oh, how how is it that you can rule on a on the issue, right? You can uh-huh. say that marijuana is bad. Marijuana does not need to be um legalized and blase this and you're not gonna legalize it, but then you don't know why people are trying to legalize it. It ain't got shit to do with it. 
Um, <laughs> I, I wanted to point something out. Um, so we've been talking about and we throwing out these uh, statistical percentages out here of um, like 85% of drug-related arrests have something to do with marijuana. And we know that most of those arrests are people of color. Yeah. Um, and then I heard, um, Tommy, I heard you say, I think less than 1% of yeah. the entire industry is owned by um, people of color or black and brown people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, somewhere I saw a 4% somewhere, but I, I wrote it down. Maybe that was wrong. I'm going to share something. When we got to Colorado this past weekend, because um, I think this is hilarious that there's a correlation here. Um, the first thing we notice is, one, it ain't no niggas nowhere. Like, where are the black people? Yeah, um, that's true. And so Allison looked up the population demographics and almost parallel. Uh, 81% of the population of Colorado is white. And then about 4% of the population of Colorado <laughs> is black people. And so it's hilarious that when you talk about industry share, <laughs> that mm-hmm. those numbers almost line up as right. far as like who owns how much, mm-hmm. um, as far as how much we can own. Um, which some people would say that that's about what you want to shoot for. You want to shoot for it to be representative of the population. Right, right. But I don't think it has shit to do with being representative of the population. I think it has to do with one side dominating the um, the market. It's just saying, like, we own this market. So something that stuck out to me was that, um, like, we talk about John Boehner and not being involved and, and condemning marijuana until it benefited him. So most of the time with people of color, and this is something that I'm, I'm borrowing this concept from this show called Fargo, but most of the time with people of color, when we get into an area, uh, as far as settling in an area, we're behind already because mm-hmm. white folks already been there and they have already set up shop and established what you can do legally yeah. to, to profit economically. Mm-hmm. We come in, we knock on the door, we like, hey, we here, we're able-bodied, we smart, we can work. And then they'd be like, fuck you niggas, get the hell out of here. Then we turn to alternate economies. The alternate economies, a lot of the times, includes the sale of drugs. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so we master these systems because we don't have no fucking choice. <laughs> right, That's the only right. way we can make some money is to sell the things that are into the, in this alternate economy. And so we master this shit. We have great systems. We develop um, like distribution systems and all kind of shit, which is why they call the nigga freeway. Ricky Ross. <laughs> right, like we, <laughs> we, we develop distribution systems like that span a long way, like that are foolproof, that yeah. somebody has perfected the science on this shit. Then we get locked up for the shit because White people ain't got no piece of it. <laughs> they ain't making no money off of it. They looking at it and saying, damn, I thought I kicked you out. I thought when I told you that you couldn't work for me and you couldn't do this legal shit, that that was going to get rid of you. Mm-hmm. I can't believe that you went behind my back and yeah. developed another economy where you could profit without me having nothing to do with it. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Sending your ass to jail. You send all these people to jail. Now that you've cleared the fucking way, because the the market still exists, even though you've taken all of the players out of the game. 
Now you can go in and you can learn the system Mm -hmm. because this system that they're implementing in these states that are legalizing marijuana is not something that they have just figured out. Right. Done the research (laughs) and just figured out like, no, nigga, they know how to do this because people been doing this shit. They learned this shit from the people that they locked up. (laughs) They went in and found their systems and said, oh, cool. Now that it's just like when you watch like those old movies or documentaries like Narcos and shit. And like when they knock off the kingpin, then other people come scrambling in to take over all of the shit that mm-hmm. he built. That's what's happening. Is yeah. they go in and they they take over all of the pathways and distribution networks and shit that these people of color have set up. And then they just call it legal now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and now you can put it in a storefront with the name on the front that right, right. insinuates <laughs> weed. Like now you can do it out in the open, almost yeah. as a taunt. Like, bitch, you had to do this shit in silence. Yeah. But like, look what I can do. I can like put up a storefront and do this shit in public next to your Walgreens. Like, it's it's crazy. To it's me the craziest thing that, bro. that you can come in and just do that after you have locked people out of your economy for so long. And then like to come back to what Steve was saying about like black people in the future. Like, if we want to get involved into this this um, this developing um, economy or this developing boom of the marijuana business, like having our eyes dotted and our T's crossed, kind of like that example family that they had in the documentary. Like that is definitely the way to move as far mm-hmm. as like not being bothered by like whoever the local authorities are on commerce. Um, but I would, I would definitely say <laughs> like take that with a grain of salt as like being your ultimate protection from that. Because, like, places like Tulsa, Oklahoma do exist in history where niggas had things lined up the way that it was supposed to be lined up. And what happens when you have all your shit in a row and there is no legal way to get you out the way, things like that happen. So, like, Mm -hmm. I would say that that's something that needs to be in your mind as you're going into this business as well. It's like having your I's dotted and your T's crossed it, it may stave off opposition, but it's not going to ultimately save you. Yeah. Like you have to be prepared to like, for real, have your business and like make sure people don't come in and take over it because niggas coming in and like raiding your place and saying, Oh, it was gang activity. That's ridiculous. That's crazy. <laughs> like, how you going to come kick in my dope? Like that's some crazy shit. When you think mm-hmm. about that, like if you take out the fact that it's a legal authority, if you take that out of the equation, that's just some nigga running up in your house. That's just right. a kick, though. Nigga coming up yeah. in your house trying to take your shit. And it's like, <laughs> what? Right, right. <laughs> like, in, in the, school of, the school of music that we come from, where we listen to niggas like, yo, Gotti say, like, he ran up in your house and took your shit and you ain't do shit, you was a bitch. Like, that kind of shit is, is like, in my mind. <laughs> right. So I'm like, right. yeah. you're like supposed to just run up in your shit and just... Like take everything, seize all your assets, and then you supposed to just be like, "All right, all right gonna start over." Like right. what? No. Come on, yeah. bro. That's, yeah, absolutely. That's Another thing that we're like not saying, but the uh, the family that that happened to, she had been politically mm. on the front line, you know, so she had uh, contacts with people in high places. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So to to actually help her. So, um, 
like both of you guys said, man, when it when it comes to stuff like that, you gotta have everything lined up and a backup. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Um just to protect yourself. There. Like having having yeah. people that you like, not necessarily you guys can be in the same industry, but having friends uh-huh. to speak for you, you know what I'm saying, mm-hmm. to speak up for you and stuff like that is also important when it comes to things like that. Um, because the way that the industry is designed is designed for minorities not to succeed because it's so hard for minorities to get involved. Another aspect of it is is the is the mindset behind we and and uh the marijuana industry just because like you have the war on drugs from the eighties, right? Uh-huh. You remember I mean I know you guys remember Dare. Um yeah. you know, yeah. I don't know what it stands for, but um Drugs against, yeah, I can't remember what it stands for, but drug, you, drug abuse resistance education. I yeah, think. that's it. Yeah. Um. So you had that, but marijuana was put into that big plate. Was basically boiled into it, and then here come the nineties with the 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 crime bill. So anything associated with, especially with our generation, eighties and nineties has been negative. That's been an association with weed. It's uh-huh. like weed was was bogged in in the eighties with with uh, crack and cocaine and all that other drugs. And then in the nineties, you getting put people getting life because they ain't got three drug charges with marijuana. You know, so it's it's, it's like, bro, like we grow up, we get grown, and we realize like weed wasn't what they were saying it was. Uh-huh. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So we have this, now we have this whole different mindset, and then some people still have that negative connotation to it. You know, like smoking is bad. Yes, the act of smoking is bad for your body, but marijuana, you can cook with it, you can uh, um, eat it. You know what I'm saying? Like a, a edible, you can use it as butter. You can, you know, infuse it in stuff and everything like that. You can smoke it if you want to, um, but it doesn't have that negative connotation to it in my eyes. But, um, you know, it having that negative connotation to it while growing up, that's the hard part. That's the hard part to get around, Mm -hmm. you know, and for a lot of people. So that, that too, I felt like is one of the reasons why we have a small ownership because like Steve said, man, watching that makes me want to get involved, you know, making, makes me want to, go ahead and, and invest in a dispensary and, and get involved on that end. Um, but somebody else could be like, nah, it's still bad. Mm-hmm. You know, because of the picture yeah. that has been painted in their head. That makes me think of the uh, the basketball player that was on there where he was talking to his grandma about her, yeah. her ailments, her mini ailments. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> and he convinced her to, you know, try to use some marijuana and she did and she was just so Right, overjoyed and happy about the effects that it had on, like yeah. the health benefits that she experienced, and her being able to see again the way mm-hmm. that she once could, and read her Bible the way that she wanted to read her Bible, which was hilarious to me. Right. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, also, the um, and I'm actually I'm trying to find the cast because I'm tired of being like crap. I can't remember so <laughs> that was name. Al Harrington um, that you talking about, Greg. Okay, Al Harrington. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, also, uh, the WNBA star, uh, 
Crap. I'm saying um, name wrong. Parker. Uh, Cheyenne Parker. I think that's yeah, the thing yeah, that's that's her name. Her. She yeah. actually spoke on it too, as far as when she was in college and, you know, she noticed that, you know, her whole thing, you know, it made people, it helped them, not hurt them. Uh, mm-hmm. Both athletes actually talked about it, you know, when, um, uh, what's his name again? Al. <laughs> yeah. Al. Well, Al, you know, was sent on a store run and came, you know, to get some, you know, yeah. some some uh cigars to run, you know, for some other players. And he walks into the room and like it smoked out. And but the next day they on the court, like just destroying folks. Balling. <laughs> like his whole, you know what I'm saying? Him and her, their whole viewpoint of it changed because like everything they were told was a lie. Yeah. Like if you do, if you do this, it will ruin your life. Right. Right. But you find out that it doesn't. Yeah. Um, now the harder stuff. Yes. I, yeah. Yeah. Um, you got to do as too far much as, to it, man. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, but as far as marijuana, like I can even attest to like go back to college. I haven't seen anybody just flunk out because they got too high. Yeah. Uh, most time they was already headed out anyway. Yeah. But, you know, it, it, that negative stereotype that they placed on, they they categorized all drugs together. Yeah. And mm-hmm. it was like, you know what I'm saying, one bad apple. You know, you ever heard that? That yeah. You remember that, spoils what they used to tell us? Or something like that. Yeah, one bad apple spoils the bunch. This is a prime example of it. One mm-hmm. bad apple spoils the bunch. You know, and... You know, unfortunately, there's many bad apples when it comes to drugs, but weed was that that one apple that really doesn't do what they yeah want to say that it does. Yeah. yeah, it's crazy, man. This this documentary definitely for me it wasn't like so much more so of oh, I'm learning something new. It was more so of drawing attention to the disparities between black people and and white people, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, even though you know you got your Latin Latinx, I guess they call them Latinx, right? Yeah. Um, you got your other minorities involved in it, but for the most part, it's black versus white in that situation. Um, how they associated weed in the beginning, like in the I think they mm-hmm. said maybe in the seventies, yeah, they associated weed with black people. You know, black people were mm-hmm. the ones that smoke weed and and everything like that. And so you fast forward to now where we recognize, like we talked about it before, like everybody smokes weed. <laughs> like out of us, we all know somebody that smokes weed, if not ourselves or have before. Our mm-hmm. presidents, Bill, um, Bush and Obama have smoked weed before. They have said <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, so it's it's like now it's such a a normal thing, um, where it started from being a negative thing that is something that the blacks do, uh, you know, um, which I hate that shit, man. <laughs> like it the blacks, no, like just pure, it's 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 like everything that we did, um, or started to do was always looked at uh, as being negative. Yeah, mm-hmm. as being a bad thing that we do it that way, or or to or this day, yeah, or it's poor <laughs> yeah. to do something like that, or that's that's uh, what's the what's ghetto. the thing that's ni- <laughs> ghetto or niggerish. 
I don't think and white people say niggerish, but they probably, probably not. They probably <laughs> in, in, in the safeness of their little four walls. I'm gonna say um, it like this: I've never heard a, a white person say niggerish. Um, yeah, yeah, exactly. I but I'm, I'm, <laughs> I, I ain't gonna never hear it. I ain't gonna, I ain't gonna put it past <laughs> them. Not. But yeah, yeah. Um, I, I heard white people say something that's ghetto before, but I yeah. had to check them right there and let them know. I was like, what does that mean? Like yeah. to say something is ghetto, right? Right. And they, you know, they I take that back. Fix that shit. I, I take that back. I've seen, <laughs> I've seen where it got. They don't say niggerish. They say, you know, if this one of the arguments, you catch one of them, and they're like, "That's some nigger shit," yeah. like that. They yeah. say that. Mm. Normally, it turns into a brawl, of course. Yeah. But I have, I have seen that happen. Mm. Um, and it's like, oh. Yeah, you about to get your ass whooped. <laughs> um, I have seen that happen. But you know, we can we can we can lump all that together. I mean, hip hop, let's take hip hop for example. They made that out to be so something so negative. Yeah. Uh, you know, the way we wear our hair, they made it so negative. Right. The way right. we dress, they made it so negative. Our entire culture that we have, they made it negative. Even to us, you know, the way that we we do with our cars, um, mm-hmm. you know, something as simple as freaking hair. You know, yeah, yeah. Uh, until you know. Now y'all can do cornrows. It's cool. <laughs> dreads, uh, dreads is the worst thing. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> and that's not saying that you know we don't hate you know white yeah. folks at all. We're just pointing out the facts. Um, but what I do like is that the fact that there are people coming out to saying, "All right, look, yeah, we we screwed up." Yeah. You know, and I can, and I'm cool with that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, um, so. Uh, it, it all remains to be seen of where it's gonna go from here, but yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I was gonna. This is my last thing I was gonna bring up about the documentary, but um, they talked about Chicago, and from day one, when I was actually hearing Chicago talk about it, I was like, Chicago is doing it right because Chicago was legalizing recreational uh, use for marijuana. At the same time, they were expunging. I think that's what you call it. Yeah, expunging, expunging yeah. people's record that had a certain that fell in a certain category for uh, marijuana, uh, being being jailed for marijuana. Yeah, I was like, that's the way it should be done. Exactly, it should mm-hmm. go hand in hand. If we're gonna legalize it for recreational use, these people that fit this criteria for for uh, you know, being jailed for marijuana, they should be released as well. I take and it then, a step further. And I was gonna say, and then they're allowing them to work in the industry because yeah. that was a block two that mm-hmm. that felons couldn't work in the in the uh, marijuana industry. Yeah, because we. Uh, I thought you. I thought you were nah, done. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go you ahead. Pause for a second. <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I thought you, you paused for a good minute. I, mean, I thought you were waiting on one of us to say something. Dutch. I was like, I was like, oh, I was like, okay, this is our cue to get right in. That's it. This is our cue for to get back in there. But but now, like free Ray Ricky Ross. Um, yeah. I mean, of course, like that was the ultimate. Like, Social equity program. Yeah, yeah. Which allow him, I mean, now he's coming off of, you know, drug drugs, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But that program allowed him to work in that industry because it makes sense. It gives them something to do. 
You know, mm-hmm. it, it, whereas, you know, if Norm, and, and I, I don't think his record is going to be a sponge for that, but it gives him, you know, it gives people who went to jail for drug charges another route. Because most of the time yeah. you go and you try to get a normal job, it, it's, you can't. it's pretty tough. Yeah. Uh, but with that, you know, hey, it, it's kind of like, it's kind of like your resume. Like, okay, you kind of got experience with drugs, uh-huh. so you're probably a good fit for this. Uh, um, <laughs> but would you put that on your resume? Hey, no. Drug <laughs> no, but, you know, they're going to see your charge. Right, they right. Are. Yeah. Uh, and if you are the right kind of person trying to hire somebody, then, yeah, that's a recommendation. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, and it is, it's one of the coolest things. I even have some, I even have some, a close experience with this because, uh, we have a cousin of the family that actually went to Cali to work on, uh, actually manage an actual weed farm. Uh, I have another friend, uh, a close partner name, uh, his name VJ. And he's actually was telling me that, Hey, they finna hire me to come out there to, you know what I'm saying? Manage their weed farm. So, you know, uh, they haven't been to jail, but like just the opportunities of being able to, mm-hmm. this is a, you know, this is an opportunity to work in this area. And both of them love this, you know saying smoke anyway. So it's mm-hmm. like, it gives them something to go legally do without being stressed of thinking about, you know, mm-hmm. Hey, I got this little, you know what I'm saying? I got this little, you know, nickel bag or I got a QP of weed. That I'm just trying to go smoke. Yeah. It's, it's legal. I'm on the farm with this. You know, you enjoy yourself. And and the crazy thing is, from the details that I've gotten, and this is from two separate people, like they're you know say hiring them to come after the work. Also, they're paying for where they live. Mm. They're paying them to work, and you know they're around something that they love. And I'm like that's like the life like you know like they're already setting you up with a place to stay and you're getting paid and they're paying for where you stay which is crazy yeah what did he say he said uh this this could be the biggest uh, oh biggest thing since the transport of oil yeah that what he said the biggest shift in well yeah there yeah the biggest shift since oil that gaming Oh yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Bro, like these two industries, man, are booming, and, and, and they're going to grow. So, um, if you have any type of interest or or just curious about it, I say allow that curiosity to uh, develop. Look into it. Definitely look. Um, look into the laws and everything like that. Follow it because it's a lot of money in that industry. When you have people around the world using this one plant, you have, you have something and it has proven, (laughs) right, right. And it has proven um, health benefits as well, especially with, uh, you know, like natural health benefits as we all are looking into natural, being natural and all that stuff. So um, the documentary itself, man, Smoke, Marijuana and Black America, great documentary. Shout out to BET for once again, giving us something great for 2020. BET really has been showing out this year. Um, Shout out to Nas for actually producing that and um, hosting. I mean, like being the, the, 
what they call the MC of it, I guess, mm-hmm. yeah. of the documentary. Uh, really put together well, giving out a lot of good information um, and everything like that. So um, with that being said, fellas, I appreciate y'all, man. This was a great discussion about weed. I feel like <laughs> one of the conversations I really like. So, hey, um, guys, thank you again for listening to another episode of the Speaker Geekers podcast. Um, if you haven't already, please go subscribe to the channel like Steve told you at the beginning. <laughs> um, at 3M Media Studios on YouTube. You can find us on Instagram and Facebook at Speaker Geekers Podcast. You can find me on Instagram at I am Tommy T the third. Um, you got G at instantly underscore G and you got Steve at the great Steve O Steve. Um, yeah, let us know what your thoughts were on this, uh, this episode. Let us know what you thought about the documentary. Um, your ideas of now, I was about to say your ideas of smoking weed, but no, your <laughs> ideas about the industry, <laughs> how you feel about it, what's your, what's your thoughts on it? And uh, yeah, you guys got anything? Man, I'm an edible, edibles person. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I, I, like, that's the part of I want to go into. I'm an edibles person. Edibles guy. Yeah, man. <laughs> hey, look, that's my what stuff. We had when we was in Denver. That's what we had. Yeah. Hey, sm- smoking is cool. Mm-hmm. You know, self aware like I can't breathe. Sometimes I gotta get yeah. past that first one, then I can yeah. smoke for the rest of the night. I don't know what it is, but I have to <laughs> die first and then I'll be fine. Uh, but edibles though, bro. Like I yeah. can eat it and it's so discreet. Yeah, it's just right. so discreet. <laughs> bro, yeah. it's, it's edibles are scary to me, man. Like I I like edibles, but it's like I can I don't have control like I do when 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 I smoke. Man, you just oh, go yeah. buy the the shit on the packaging, bro. Take your ass to a dispensary where they have <laughs> the dosages on the packaging. Yeah. Right, right, and right. And just follow the dosage, my nigga. But you That's know, it. I'm I'm from the from the I class know, of know. we just make true, these bro. ourselves. Hey, I'm, I'm <laughs> that nigga stripping. Hey, I, See, I, and that's why it need to be legalized. Right, right, <laughs> right. I done some homemade edibles before. That was that rule, like, hey. You don't smoke it if you ain't if you don't if you don't see a road. I get it. So you can yeah. apply that to the edible part. But hey, look at mm-hmm. man, I like edibles a little better. I like man, I like them. I had suckers, brownies, cookies, uh, gummy burn, gummy uh, the bears, mm-hmm. all this stuff, man. I like them, but for me, I like the act of smoking too. Mm-hmm. You okay. know, which is weird. It's like me and Artie get into it a, a lot, but it's. You know, it is what it is. So hey, you ever had them in your greens? Stop right there. My my homeboy Marcus Ramsey, my brother from another mother, he'll know what I'm talking about. Nah, I never had them in my greens. I've had weed butter before. Bruh, if Let's they, just end if the they show. start cooking food, <laughs> I've had weed butter. Bro, it's a show. It's a Khalees had a show. I'm telling you, bro. That's that's oh. let's hurry up and end the episode of the <laughs> Hey, since since if y'all don't got anything else, I'm good. Uh I'm out, man. Peace. Peace, Peace. out. Peace out.